Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast. We want to welcome you this week and pray that all is well with you. Unfortunately, right now, Pastor Lisa is tied up on other assignments that we have due to the things that are going on in the world. But I wanted to come to you and bring this broadcast to you anyway so that you could uh, stay in touch with us and that we could give you an encouraging word today. And so I wanted to bring up a message actually that I, I preached uh, years and years ago, and and really it's it surrounded by a statement that my father used to make, and it's actually a scripture, but I want to talk about hope in hopeless times, and I want to get into, my, my dad always liked to quote the scripture that said, hope thou in God, and so we're going to be talking about that as we go through this broadcast, but to, right now I just wanted to bring up a question, and that is this. Have you felt like giving up lately? Because many people have, but I want to read a scripture to you that may encourage you. Psalm 73 and 26 says this, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I'm talking to people today who are Christians. I'm not talking about just anybody. When I say, have you felt like giving up lately? Many people have, even the psalmist did in this in this psalm right here. He said, my flesh and my heart, they fail, but God. And I want you to remember, it is God who has every situation under control. And so today I want to talk to the church, not the world. I'm sure that the world has felt like giving up. And as a matter of fact, I can't imagine what it's like when people don't know the Lord or when somebody denies his existence. And I'm not talking about Christians who have known the Lord. I'm talking about people who just really don't know who he is. And they're questioning whether he's real or if he even exists or if he cares about them. Those are the people that I'm talking about when I say those who have really kind of no hope. As Christians, on the other hand, I'm talking to people with hope and those who have seen things like miracles and that are undeniable and and talking about those people who have, have seen God work in their lives. Have you felt like giving up lately? Because if if I ask in a in a crowded room those who have seen miracles, some undeniable I, I, I just had a friend of mine who had heart arrhythmia that took him out of this world for about 10 to 15 minutes is the estimate, and he didn't have any brain 
activity at the hospital is what they told us. He, he didn't breathe on his own for several minutes. Thank God he was able to come through and now is in his right mind. The doctors gave no hope. The doctor said that there was nothing that they could do, that if he did come out, that his brain uh, activity would not be functional, that he would be somewhat of a vegetable. But at the same time, God, remember that, but God got involved in the situation. And right now he's at about 65 to 70% of his strength back. And as far as his memory and his brain, everything seems to be functioning perfectly. So I want you to see that that you're not in bad company if you are in a situation where you felt hopeless and where you felt like giving up. But I want you to know that God is on your side. In the Bible, in the book of Job, Job felt like giving up. God actually said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? In Job 7.15, he says, so that my soul chooses strangling in death rather than my body. In other words, what he was saying, things have come against me so strong and so hard. I've lost my kids. I've lost my cattle. I've lost everything to death. All these storms came and took them away. I would rather die than to go on living. Have you felt like walking out on your job? Have you felt like walking out on your family or your church and never coming back? Have you faced the wall at night and cried while nobody is watching? The Bible called Job a perfect man, but yet in all, he had a time in his life when things had gotten so bad that he said, I would rather have died than to face life. You're also not in bad company when you consider the fact that Elijah raised somebody from the dead. And Elijah prayed that there would be no rain for three and a half years. And God withheld the rain. And then he called down fire from heaven on Mount Carmel. You know the story of how he was facing down the prophets of Baal. He said, let the God who answers by fire be God. And as he went through that contest, the fire fell and consumed the sacrifice. Then he slew the prophets of Baal. And yet when Jezebel threatened him, he ran and he sat up under a juniper tree. And in 1 Kings 19.10, he said, I'm the only one left. And God had to remind me, no, you're not the only one. There's another 7,000 that have not bowed their knee. And therefore, you're not the only one. Maybe you have felt like you're the only one. And maybe you felt like that, that the things that you talked about and that you hoped for and that you prophesied have fallen to the ground. That reminds me of Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet. And Jeremiah said to God, God, you've played a bad trick on me. He said, I've prophesied in your name. I've spoken what you've told me. But he's known as the weeping prophet because the people would make fun of him. And so he began to talk to God. And in Jeremiah chapter 20, he said, I don't even want to speak your word no more. I don't want to speak about you or anything that you tell me anymore. But God, because in Jeremiah 20, 
verse 9, he said, It's like fire that is shut up in my bones. And even though I felt like giving up, and even though I felt like I couldn't go on, there's something that happens when the anointing hits and God shows up in your situation and, and in his situation on that day. And he said, I can't help myself. I've got to speak what God has put in my heart. And then it reminds me also in the book of Daniel of the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They certainly had opportunity to feel like giving up and maybe just throwing in the towel. You see, the king had built a 90-foot statue, and in that 90-foot statue, he said, when the trumpet blasts, you will bow down and you will worship me. And if you don't, there'll be consequences. Well, as the trumpet bowed, they refused to bend their knee. But they could have given up and just bent their knee, and it would have been simple. But what we find in that story is the king gave them one more chance and said, Listen, fellas, if you don't bow, what we're going to do is we're going to heat up the furnace. We're going to make it seven times hotter than it's ever been. And when we heat it up, we're going to throw you into it. And so they said, Oh, king, we're not even careful to answer you in this. Our God is able to deliver us from this. But if not, which I think is the three greatest words of faith that you'll find in your in your Bible. But if not, I'm still going to serve him anyway. So the trumpet blew. They refused to bow. So they bound them hand and foot and they heated up the furnace. The people who carried them to the furnace, the furnace was so hot. The men that carried them to the furnace died when they threw them in. But you know what happened was the only thing that was burned was not the body, not even the clothes on them. The only thing that burned up was the ropes that had them bound. And the king said, did we not throw three men into the, the furnace? Did we not throw three men into the fire? And they said, yes, that's what we did. He said, well, why is it that I see four men walking in the fire and the fourth man is like the Son of God? And while the heat is on, you might want to look around and you might feel like giving up, but God is in the fire right next to you. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said, there's great fear without and death within. In some of the trying times that he went through, Peter, he denied Christ three times because he was afraid for his life. And then the ultimate is our example that we find in Jesus, because Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was getting ready to go, when he'd already prophesied what was going to happen to him, when he knew the events that were coming, Jesus went and he prayed and he said, Father, if there is a plan B, can we go to it now? If there is another way out of this situation, is there something else that we can do? And he was so stressed out, if I can say it that way. And his body was under such great stress that the Bible said that his, his sweat became as great drops of blood. So you may have felt like giving up, but let me just 
tell you some things that you can do when you feel like giving up and when you're going through something. First thing you can do is look around you. You're not the only one going through this. As a matter of fact, 1 Peter 4 and 12 said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. What you're going through right now, what this country is going through right now, is not a a thing that God has sent. You've not been singled out. We as a nation have not been singled out. And it's not something that is just happening. Is it a little strange? Yes. But it's not something that is isolated to you. 1 Peter 1 and 7 says that the trying of our faith is much more precious than that of gold that perishes. Though it be tested by fire, may be found to be praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What you're going through right now, you may feel like giving up, but first of all, realize you've not been singled out. Secondly, realize that in the end, this is going to be honor and glory and praise at the revelation or at the time when Christ is revealed. And so James said it this way, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Right now, while we're going through this, we're going through it together. And I just want you to know, it's okay for you to be discouraged. It's okay for you to to feel like giving up. But hold on, because God is coming through. James 5.16 says this, in fact, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much. Your prayers are not falling to the ground. Your prayers are being heard in heaven, and the angels of the Lord are listening to carry out the commands which we decree in our prayers right now. So I just want you to know, when we confess one to another, and it's okay, get you somebody that you know that you can trust and talk to them and say, listen, this is hard right now. I'm going through some things that I may not understand, but I know that God is in control. My flesh and my heart fail but God. You know, years ago, we used to sing songs like, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. And then something happened when we got cell phones and long distance phone calls. I'm old enough to remember when we had uh, rotary dial phones. Since AT&T came out, they came out with a slogan that says, reach out and touch someone. We touch other people more than we touch God. While there is nothing wrong with you sharing, while there is nothing wrong with you saying, I'm walking through something I don't understand, while there is nothing wrong with you confessing our faults one to another, ultimately what we need to do is to talk to God, and we need to talk to Him every day. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray always with all prayer and supplication 
in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. I think it's time for us to call on the name of the Lord. I think it's time for us to repent as a nation. I believe it's time for us to seek the will of the Lord. Psalm 42, 11 says this, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and of my God. I need to have hope today. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I want to remind you of a promise or two, because the Bible said that all of God's promises are yes and amen. All the things that he's written in his word, we can depend on. There's over 7,000 promises in the word of God, and we're going to be talking about those things in detail in the future. But right now, I just want to remind you of a couple of them. Isaiah 53 and 5 says that he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the doctor says. They do not have the final word. When my friend Kent Rogers was in the hospital and they were giving us absolutely no hope, we called on Psalms 118 verse 17. He will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I don't know what's going on with you right now, but you need to declare this over yourself. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I want to remind you of Psalms 91 verse 1 through 14. I believe it's where I'm going. And it says this, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let me just remind you that when you're in the shadow, it's darker than normal. And while you're in this time and you're abiding, you're living under this shadow, the shadow is not not the coronavirus. The shadow is not even Satan. The shadow we often feel is actually God and his protection. Verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilences. He shall cover me with his feathers and under his wings I will take refuge. His truth shall be my shield and my buckler. I've changed the words to actually have a reflection of my individuality. The way it's written, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow which flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noondays. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, 
Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. What a mighty, mighty set of promises. What it basically says is this. When you abide in God's shadow, when you abide under his protection, nothing can by any means harm you. Take heart today. Don't let things get you down. If you felt like giving up, remember God is on your side. I want to read one more time. Psalm 73, 26 said, my flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my portion forever. God is on our side. God will see us through and God will keep us from now unto eternity and in the great beyond. So remember, hope thou in God. He is our only hope in every situation, not only in this time when this pandemic is going on, but in every situation, every day of your life. Hope thou in God. Remember, Jesus is Lord and Jesus is King. God bless you till we see you again. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, Please be sure to visit us at KenAndLisaHenderson.com for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson. See you next week.